0: you please stand as you are able for the reading of this morning's scripture from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 1 through 15. Now it is not necessary for me to write you about the ministry to the saints for which I know your eagerness, which is the subject of my boasting about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you may not prove to have been empty in this case, so that you may be ready as I said you would be. Otherwise, if some Macedonians come with me and find that you are not ready, we would be humiliated to say nothing of you in this undertaking." So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for this bountiful gift that you have promised so that, it may not, so that it may be ready as a voluntary gift and not as an extortion. The point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated.
1: Well, we have talked about being blessed, how we've been blessed by Jesus and blessed by creation, blessed by serving, and now in preparation for our all-important Pledge Sunday next week, we talk about being blessed by giving, by hearing these very important words of teaching by the Apostle Paul. On what it means to give. In the United Methodist Church, when you're a pastor and you're given a new appointment for the coming year, one of the things you do is make an an appointment with the pastor at the church that you're going to move to. And you go spend a few hours there and the pastor gives you a tour of the buildings. And you talk about things that are going on that don't need to fall through the cracks in the transition And I remember at one of those uh, moments in my ministry, went to a church of a friend uh, that I was going to be following as the pastor, and as we took the tour of the building, I was so surprised to see that it was really looking a little shabby. It was kind of run down, needed paint, and things were fixed, the air conditioning didn't work in the office, and the roof leaked a little bit, and I thought, well, that's kind of strange, and... As we finished up our couple hours together, we walked to the parking lot. He walked me to my truck, and he said with great pride, You know, I've been here 12 years, and never once have I talked about money. And I said, It shows. <laughs> uh, it shows. He had never taught that church anything about giving, and it shows. If you've been at one of the Fiscally Fit sessions, uh, and if you haven't, I encourage you to come Tuesday night at 7. We've had a great time at those. Uh, You've heard me talk about uh, my father and his influence on me as he taught me how to think about giving to the church and giving as a disciple. My father was a believer in tithing, in giving 10% of his income to God Through the church, and he taught his children to do that from a very early age. And the way he did that was when my brother and I were old enough to start getting an allowance, uh, which was 50 cents, by the way. You can get in a lot of trouble on 50 cents, right? 50 cents. My father would pay us in a quarter, two dimes, and a nickel. And then he would come to our room, pay us, give us our Sunday school offering envelope, and supervise us filling it out with our name and all the other information, and then putting our nickel in, 10% of our 50 cents. And then my dad, knowing my brother and I very well, would supervise us licking the envelope and sealing it up, And when we got out of the car on Sunday morning to go into Sunday school, he would check them again to make sure we hadn't pilfered our nickel back. My dad was one of those guys that was born before the Depression. So as he grew up, that's all he knew. He fought in World War II for three years. He was a disciplined, rule-following kind of guy. And I always just assumed it was that disposition that made him that disciplined about his giving. It just kind of fit him. But I'm so glad that at the end of his life, as I visited him in the hospital, we had this conversation about life and faith, where he talked about why he gave the way he gave to the church he attended for over 50 years. And it was so interesting to me. He talked about how through his giving he felt that he had invested in every child that grew up in that church. How he had a part in every person who had come to faith in that church. How he was a part of every building that that church had ever built. How he had been a part of every person that had ever been comforted in their time of loss or helped in their time of need that he'd been a part of the work of every missionary that church had ever supported and every preacher that grew up and came out of that church and he had such a look of peace and joy on his face He really believed that he had been a part of such amazing things. You know why? He had been a part of every one of those things by giving to his church in such a disciplined, faithful way. And at the end of his life, All that giving had resulted in gratitude and blessing. Did you hear that in the words from the Apostle Paul as they were read this morning? Gratitude and blessing and giving and how they go together. These words are written at a weird time in the early decades of the church. You know, those original followers of Jesus were all Jewish people. And then the festival of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes in a profound way, and 3,000 more Jewish people respond and say, Jesus is the Messiah. And then the festival's over, and they all go back out into the Gentile world. They leave Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And carry the story of Jesus out into the Roman Empire. And Gentiles start hearing the story and they start responding in large numbers to the good news. And as their numbers grow, the number of Christians in Jerusalem because of stresses from the Roman Empire and stresses within Judaism itself, their numbers dwindle. And times are hard. And so Paul is taking this moment to teach the Gentiles about giving. And he says, God gave you the indescribable gift of grace through the Jewish people. So in gratitude, I want you to take up a collection and give back to them in their time of need. And apparently the Corinthians had right off the bat said, we're in, put us down for X amount of money. And so Paul, being the good fundraiser he was, went to every other church throughout the Gentile world and said, hey, the Corinthians are in for this much. How much are you in for? (laughs) And now it's time to collect. So he sends a couple of guys ahead of him and says, you better make sure they got this money or I'm going to look really bad. And so were they. But I know they'll be ready. And so he talks to them about how God's economy works. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. What's Paul saying? Paul is trying to teach them and us that God gives us what we have so that we might know the joy of doing something with it. (laughs) Doing something bigger than ourselves and doing something beyond ourselves. Doing something that is in itself an investment in the very work of God in the world. And we're asked to do that out of gratitude. Why? Paul says the why is if we do that. If we give generously and faithfully and consistently, we become, don't you love that phrase, cheerful givers. God loves a cheerful giver. You've heard me speak of my appointment by the bishop years ago to do a new church start. And I can remember very clearly my very first sermon trying to get a new church started, preaching on giving. And I use that text, God Loves a Cheerful Giver. And I can remember, though it was 30 years ago, the title of that sermon. God Loves a Cheerful Giver, but I'll take money from any old grouch. But Paul says when we give out of a spirit of gratitude, we don't only bless the people who receive... We're blessed because we know the joy of giving. We know the joy of obedience to God. We know the joy of being a part of all those kinds of things my dad talked to me about. Things that are beyond our imagination. Paul believed that God blessed the world with grace in Jesus Christ And that all of us who have received that grace should respond by blessing others. And we do that in a powerful way through our giving. By our giving, we keep the good news proclaimed in the world. By our giving, we make the compassion of Jesus real to people when their lives are falling apart. Our giving provides a safe place for children and youth to grow up and be who God is calling them to be and who God created them to be. Through our giving, we provide a place for young families to raise people and disciples and for our elders to be honored and respected. Our giving allows us to help feed the hungry and clothe the vulnerable and give new starts to people who are coming out of horrible, tragic situations. Our giving helps sow seeds of hope in a world that if you turn on the TV or read anything in the news, seems like it is off the rails. Where else are people going to hear a word of hope if we're not the people sowing those seeds? We do that through the commitment we make to keep the story alive through our giving. Why wouldn't we serve bountifully knowing what we reap in grace? Why wouldn't we give cheerfully knowing the impact our gift makes? Why wouldn't we give generously knowing that we're investing in the very work of God and changing the lives of people every day. We invest in people and we invest in the message of hope and we invest in the future because we believe the future belongs to God. We are blessed by giving. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.